0: to the t- things. Okay. Anyways, good morning. It's good to see all of your beautiful faces. Uh, For those of you that are joining us online, hi, hope you're having a good morning sitting on your couch or in bed, Um, but we miss you, and so uh, we hope that you'll come back and see us soon. Um, If you are a first-time guest, uh, whether you're here or out there in the digital realm, uh, welcome to you as well. All right, well, today we're going to continue in our series, uh, Walk This Way. Um, and our, our key verse for this series so far, uh, will, which will continue to be, is Psalm 26.3, which says, For your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. So God's love is right there. It's right in front of our eyes. And all we uh, have to do is, is open our eyes to see it, right? But all too often, we don't. Uh, maybe it's because we're too busy. Maybe it's because we are paying attention to the wrong things or we're just not paying attention at all, right? Uh, and maybe our eyes are fixed fixed on the worries of life instead. Um, that brings us to last week's series, uh, the, su- the subtitle for last week, which was, What Are Your Eyes Fixed On? And uh, last week was part one, today's part two. Uh, last week we looked at Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, which says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. And the takeaway from last week uh, was that we have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, right? Right? We need to keep our eyes focused on Him. If we want to walk in His ways, um, and if we want to overcome the trials and the troubles that we have in our life, we've got to keep our eyes focused on Him. And today, we're going to be talking about the generous heart of Jesus. And if we want to continue to walk in His ways, we too must have a generous heart. Will you pray with me? God, again, we come before you, and we thank you for this morning. And Lord, right now, as we get ready to uh, jump into your word and uh, and dig a little deeper into your scriptures. Father, I pray that you would open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive all that you want us to, to know about uh, your generosity. And Lord, I pray that you would help me to speak clearly the things that you want me to speak and uh, let all the other stuff fall away. God, we, uh, we love you so much and um, you truly do have a generous heart And I pray that each and every one of us would see that in you. But also today, God, I pray that each and every one of us would um, have a generous heart as well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let me ask this question. How many of you, or not how many of you, all of us have gotten gifts before, but what was maybe the best gift you ever got as a kid? Anybody? Just raise your hand. Best gift you ever got? What? A bicycle. Okay. Anybody else? Vienna. Vienna. That's our wiener dog who is still among the living. (laughs) Believe it or not. She looks like a ballpark Frank now because she's real fat. (laughs) Anybody else? Best gift you ever got as a kid? What? A a real one? A, A toy one. Okay. I was like, wow, you're really old. A dinosaur, toy dinosaur. Anybody else? Best gift you ever got as a kid? A real one? Wow, that's a pretty good gift. (laughs) That's a really good gift, by the way. All right, well, hey, one of my favorite gifts, probably not the best gift I ever got, but one of my favorite gifts I ever got um, was a Willy Talks ventriloquist dummy. So... When I was a kid I just thought ventriloquism was cool I don't know why but I thought it was cool and uh, and I wanted to be a ventriloquist and I wanted to get really good at it and so I begged my parents for a willy talk well I didn't know which one but I wanted a ventriloquist dummy and uh, and of course you know back then it wasn't cheap and uh, I actually looked them up on eBay now they sell for about hundred bucks um, back then it wasn't a hundred bucks it was probably fifty or sixty but you know, that's still a lot of money for, like, a nine-year-old kid. And uh, so, I asked my parents for this Willie Talks, and, um, and they just weren't going to buy it right away. So, a few months passed, and uh, Christmas came, and there under the tree sat Willy Talks, Ventrolicus dummy. Now, I loved that thing. Uh, I would practice in front of the mirror, and I would creep my sister out, and I'd have my friends come over and do little shows, and, and I'd do stuff with my parents and, and all that stuff. But the one rule was Willie Talks is not allowed to go outside. That was my parents' rule. Okay? Well, one day that rule got broken, and Willie Talks somehow just went outside. I guess Willie Talks and walks. <laughs> but he got outside somehow. I Think probably because I took him out there. And uh, me and my friends were playing with them outside, and, and then after a little while, you know we kind of all got bored, and it was time to ride bikes. And so uh, Willie Tox got laid down in the driveway, and uh, it, within a matter of minutes, probably, one of my friends accidentally ran over Willie Tox's face, and Willie Tox's bottom jaw, if you know what a ventriloquist dummy looks like, uh, that little thing, that little hinge thing, it, it comes off, and it broke. And his his mouth fell off, basically. And, um, and, of course, I freaked out a little bit and, and was trying to figure out, what am I going to tell my parents? Like, the one rule was, don't take him outside. He was 60 bucks, right? And so, uh, I was like, what am I going to do? Well, the logical conclusion, conclusion that I came up with as a nine-year-old was, um, that storm drain at the end of the street, he's going in there. And so, that's where Willie Talks went. He went under the into the storm drain, and and I thought, okay, what am I going to tell my parents? How about this? I just won't tell them anything. Maybe they'll never notice. Although I had been doing all these shows and stuff like that with them. It's like, they'll never know. They'll forget about it, and and then everything will be fine. Well, a few guilt-ridden weeks later, um, it was storming outside. And uh, as a kid, I was a little bit afraid of storms. And anybody else afraid of storms as a kid? just just a little bit and uh, and so i I 'm trying to sleep and and then uh, I, I must have fallen asleep, but there was lightning happening, there was thunder happening, and um you know I, I fell asleep, and apparently I had a nightmare because in my nightmare, a loud thunder boom happened and and I woke up, and when I woke up, I was looking out my window and For some reason, like all of our grass was gone and it was just mud. And my blinds were open, wide open, and a lightning flash went across the sky. And there stood Wooly Tox. No jaw, broken jaw, it's gone. And he's staring at me with those plastic, beady little eyes. That guy right there, without a jaw, staring at me, standing in the mud as the thunder and lightning happened around me. I lost my mind. Right? I'm already afraid of storms and here this ventriloquist dummy that's like this tall is standing outside my window looking at me with no mouth. (laughs) Anyways, uh, as you can imagine, I told my parents the truth immediately as I sobbed uncontrollably through the story and uh, I broke my parents' trust. They had one rule, don't take him outside because he wasn't cheap and I broke their trust. Now, After that, they were a little more careful with their generosity, especially on frivolous things like a ventriloquist dummy, (laughs) never got another one, but they were still generous in other things, and they still are to this day. This morning, I want to talk about the generosity of Jesus. If we're going to walk in his ways and be like him, we need to learn um, about his generosity and, uh, and we, need, we, too, need to be a generous people. So before we look into Scripture, um, can anybody tell me what are some examples of Jesus' generosity that you can think of right off the top of your head? Jesus' generosity. What, were, what are some things that, that he did that make you, you're like, oh, yeah, what about that time? Anybody? Gave his time. Turned water into wine. Feeding 5,000. We're talking about that today. Healings. Healings. Right. There's a lot of them. Um, I wrote down healing the sick, feeding the hungry, teaching the people, caring for the widow, defending the children, sacrificing his life for ours, loving the unlovable, and touching the untouchable. There's probably a thousand other times when Jesus showed his generosity. But we're going to take a look at a couple of these stories um, that talk about the generosity that comes from Jesus' heart. The first one uh, we're going to talk about is the story of when Jesus healed uh, Jairus's daughter, right? But before he even got there, something else happened, right? So the cool thing about that story is that as he was headed to to heal this little girl who was apparently gone, had passed away, um, as he walked through the crowd, he ended up healing another woman along the way. Let's pick it up um, in Luke eight forty two. It says, as Jesus went, the people pressed around him, and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years, and though she had spent all of her living on uh, physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who was it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowd surrounds you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. I love that story. Not only does it show the generous heart of Jesus, but it also mirrors what we should be doing, right? When we have problems in our life, when we have sickness, when we have Doubt, when we have troubles and trials and tribulations, we should be reaching out for Jesus. And we also need to recognize when others around us are hurting and and point them to Jesus as well. It's our way of sharing Him with others who desperately need Him. So, number one, we have to be generous with our faith. She had faith that if she just touched the, the hem of His garment, that she would be healed. And she was, so be generous with your faith. The story goes on, not that only uh, did he heal this woman, but when he gets to Jairus' house, he also heals his daughter as well. And this shows us the compassion that Jesus had for everyone. His love, his compassion, his generous heart are all things that we should strive for as well. Matthew fifteen thirty two 32 uh, tells us of the time that Jesus' generous heart had compassion on the people who had been following him for three days and had nothing to eat. And someone brought this up a few minutes ago. So Matthew fifteen thirty-two says, Then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I am unwilling to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. And the disciples said to him, Where are we to get enough bread in such a desolate place to feed so great a crowd? And Jesus said to them, how many loaves do you have? They said, seven and a few small fish. And directing the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up seven baskets full of the broken pieces left over. Those who ate were 4,000 men besides women and children. That is such an awesome story, right? There's this multitude of people, thousands of people, and they're all following Jesus and listening to his teachings for three days. And when it's time for them to disperse, he realizes, these people haven't eaten for three days. Let's, let's give them something to eat. But what do we have? We have seven loaves of bread and a few fish. And yet, because of his generous heart, he figured out a way, right? He used his faith, his faith in his Father. He blessed it, and God multiplied it, and he fed everybody. And they even had leftovers, right? That's amazing. One of the takeaways from this is if you have more than someone else, even if it's not much, trust Jesus Share it or give it away. They got those loaves from somewhere, right? They had a few loaves. We don't know exactly, right? They had seven. So they got those from someplace. So somebody decided, I'm going to share this, right? So if you have more than somebody else, share it. Give it away. Give it to Jesus. These seven loaves and a few fish had uh, fish fed thousands of people. So what do we have that we can ask God to bless? and give away. It doesn't have to be much, right? Just a few loaves and a few fish. So, number two, give what you can. It doesn't have to be much to make a big impact on others. See, they didn't just eat a little bit, right? Everybody didn't just get one bite. It says that they were satisfied. They got enough to eat a full meal. They've been to Long John Silver's and got some fish and some fries, and ate it, and then all of a sudden there was more in your plate. It's like, well, hopefully you wouldn't want that, but uh, it's a little bit different than what they had here. But God took that little bit, and he just multiplied it and used it over and over again to satisfy these people. So give what you can. It's not to be much to make a big, big, big impact on others. Your time, your talent, and your treasure are all gifts from God to be used for his purposes. So at this point, let me say, this church, right, this community, all of you, all of you out there, is an amazing group of people. I love this place. Been here for a long, long time. Seen some really high times and some really low times. But God has always been faithful. And you guys have always been faithful. Faithful. And that means a lot, not just to me, but that means a lot to God. When he sees the faith of his children, this community sticking together and doing whatever it is that we can to follow his example and to bless our community and to bless him and to, uh, to reach out and, and do whatever it is that we can, whatever it is he leads us in, uh, is really, really awesome. And so, um, you know, I want to remind you guys that, that everything that happens here every ministry, every staff position, this this building, the lights, the air conditioning, all of it is only made possible through our giving. Not just of our money, but all these ministries that are happening right now with the kids over in the kids' church area and the nurseries, those are all volunteers. The people that are up there making sure that this all happens with the microphones and and all that stuff. It all happens because of of them giving of their time. And many of you are here already give of your time and your talents that God has given you and give of your treasure as well. And so for that, again, I say thank you. But God needs all of us. When you add the fact that you're giving of your time, your talent, and your treasure to God's grace, we have been able to see his hand at work in this place time after time after time. And that's only because a God is good and he's faithful. And because you guys are good and faithful and do the things that God has called you to do. So if you attend this church, if you're blessed by this ministry uh, that happens here, if you call this your family, give generously of your time, your talent, and your treasure. Our key verse for today is is this. It's 2 Corinthians nine. Uh, 6 through 15 and this was written by Paul and uh, he wanted he was talking to the church in Corinth and he wanted them to com- complete the c- uh, collection for the Judean church and uh, it didn't, he didn't just want them to give Okay, he wanted to see their hearts change at the deepest levels he wanted their hearts to change as they gave let's read this passage 2 Corinthians 9 starting in verse 6 but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. While they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Now, I know that nobody likes to talk about money in church. But Jesus talked about money a lot. He talked about being generous a lot, about giving a lot. And we've looked at several other stories this morning about ways that that he gave generously. Um, And as this series states, we want to walk this way too, right? We want to be generous with, with all that we have. So let's sow bountifully. Let's give cheerfully and let's watch God be faithful to take care of us and let's be thankful for his blessings so number three give generously and give cheerfully and again not just of your your finances although all of that again helps right and it's not just about someone up here saying give it's about listening to what God is telling you in your heart it's about obedience to him, but also giving of your time and your talent. I came up here yesterday afternoon and, and uh, to work on a few things, and there was two women here cleaning the church, and week after week, different people come in, and they, they clean the church to make sure it looks nice for you guys, and make sure that the toilets are all flushed, and that there's paper towels in there, and the mirrors you can actually see yourself, and not splash stuff right there's people that give up their time and their talent on wednesday nights to be with our kids and to be with our students there's people that give up their time and their talent to be up here on this worship team week after week there's people that volunteer their time and their talent to oversee the the ministries here at the church through the financials and, and through uh, the administrative part of it. There's, there's people who give up their time and their talent to, to be elders and to watch over the spiritual well being of this place. There's people who volunteer their time to do art, not because they want people to look at it, but because it's their expression of worship to Jesus. And so we want to give cheerfully, we want to give bountifully. We want to give generously all that God has entrusted to us. So, as we wrap up this morning, I hope that we all realize what a generous heart that Jesus has through these stories. And again, you can go back and look at all kinds of times where Jesus gave all that he had. He turned water into wine. He healed the sick. He healed the blind. He healed the lepers. He touched those that were untouchable. He loved those who were unlovable. He spoke to those that others would say, Don't speak to that person. They're horrible. They're sinners. But because of his generous heart, he didn't care what everybody else saw on the outside. He cared about what was on the inside. And he touched and he healed and he spoke. And he laughed and he loved. His generosity and his love um, for us led him to show the world the greatest example of compassion. By taking our sins to the cross with him, he became our sacrifice. And that is the biggest act of generosity that Jesus had from his heart. He looked at the world and he knew that there needed to be reconciliation with God the Father. And so God sent him to come and to live among us and to teach and to heal and to love and to touch and all those things that we talked about, all that generous stuff that he did. And then the ultimate act of generosity was that he knew he had to become the sacrifice for our sins for all of mankind. And so he took all of those burdens, all of those sins on his body. And then they nailed him to a tree and he died. That's the kind of generosity that Jesus wants us to have too. Are we willing to lay down our life for our brother, for our sister? Are we willing to sacrifice our wants, our Desires. See, even at one point, Jesus said, Father, if I don't have to do this, you can take it. If there's another way. But he didn't. He took it. And so for us, as we learn from that example, what is it that we can give to others? What is it, is it that we can give to him for his purposes that he can use to touch the lives of those around us? His generous heart changed the course of history for all of mankind. And my prayer for all of us is that as we pursue a life where we walk in His ways, that number one, we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, and number two, that we have a generous heart just as He did. Let's pray. God, we love you, and again, we come before you. Father, your words um, in Scripture, of course, they're they're truth, but if we really look at them deeply and we really open our hearts to receive them, they're so, so powerful. God, I pray that the, the verses that we read this morning, God, would have an impact on our lives. God, the stories that we told about your generous heart, I pray that they would have an impact on our lives. And God, I pray that each and every one of us in this room and those watching at home, uh, Lord, that we would look at your generosity and we would realize if we want to be like you, if we want to walk in your ways, God, that we too would have a generous heart maybe for some of us, God, that's not easy. Maybe we don't have a lot of time to give. Maybe we feel like we don't have a lot of talent to give. And maybe, God, we don't feel like we have a lot of treasure to give. But, God, with you, all things are possible. And so even if we just give a little, you can take that and you can multiply it and you can use it for your purposes to impact the lives of others around us just like you did with the seven loaves and the fish. You took that small portion and you made it big and you used it for your purposes, to feed the hungry. God, whatever it is that we have, I pray that you would help us to be generous with that. And God, that our hearts will be open to to hearing what it is that you would have us do, what you would have us give. And God, as we continue in this series of, of trying to walk in your ways, God, again, I pray that our eyes would be fixed on Jesus and that we would have a generous heart just like he did. So God, go with us. I pray that each and every one of us would we take that to heart today and utilize that this week in some way, shape, or form. That you would put circumstances or people in front of us this week where um, we can be generous. or we can give of our time, our talent, and our treasure to help somebody else in need. And God, also that you would keep our eyes open and they would be fixed upon you. Because you are the author and the perfecter of our faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you guys. I hope you have a super duper week. Teens, we'll see you guys on Wednesday night at 5 o'clock for some pizza and some fun. And it is 11 o'clock and we're done. So have a great week and we'll see you next time. Take care.